Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Kelly Jensen. Today's episode dives into some recent YA books, these are all titles that have published in the last year or so, that explore recent history. History here is defined as post-1960, and one of these books is nonfiction, two will be fiction. Too often history classes end in high school before this time period, and these books are really essential reading for better understanding a wide range of historical realities and contexts for modern life in America and in the case of at least one of these books, Europe as well. But first, before we dive in, let's thank today's sponsor, hear a little bit about them. Hey YA is sponsored by TBR, book right subscription service offering reading recommendations personalized to your reading life. Want great new YA books to read, but are overwhelmed by all the publishing buzz? Let us help. Tell TBR about your reading likes and dislikes, as well as what you're looking for, and sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget. TBR is also available as a gift. Visit mytbr.co to sign up. That is mytbr.co. So we'll start with our nonfiction book today. This one came out earlier this year. It's called From a Whisper to a Rallying Cry, The Killing of Vincent Chen and the Trial that Galvanized the Asian American Movement by Paula Yu. So this book follows the murder of a young Chinese American Vincent Chen in Detroit in 1982 by two white men named Ronald Evans and Michael Nitz. So what began as a fight at a dance club sparked a series of trials where racism laid at the heart of the murder. Um, This is at a time when anti-Asian sentiment in Detroit was especially high, particularly among those in and near the auto industry, which is what a lot of people at the time thought was the catalyst for this crime. The series of trials were able to happen due to Vincent's mother, Lily, really advocating for her son and helping spearhead social justice movements among and for Asian Americans. So this book initially maybe doesn't seem like YA, but this is the kind of book that so many teens will love because of how it ties together true crime and social justice. It's also a story about family secrets. The framing of the book itself is around Vincent's fiancé's son, who never knew his mother had lost her first love to violence. So when he discovers this, he unravels a whole history of his mom, his family, and Asian-American activism that he never knew before. Yoon's research is excellent, and the narrative is super engaging. Of course, this isn't an easy read, And it's also, maybe this is the scariest part, a reminder that 1982 was not that long ago. The end of this book is really, really smart in how it 
ties the events that happened in this case in the early 80s to today's anti-Asian American sentiments, and that makes this book especially resonant and important. That is, from a whisper to a rallying cry, the killing of Vincent Chen and the trial that galvanized the Asian American movement by Paula Yu. The second book is maybe one of my favorite books of the year so far. It is Baby and Solo by Lizbeth Postuma. And I'll start by saying I didn't find anything appealing about the cover, the title, or the setting. But within the first few chapters of this book, all three of these things made perfect sense. This is a debut novel that is a snapshot of white middle-class suburbia in the 1990s. Yes, I'm going to call the 1990s historic, and it'll make sense with this book. The book's main character is Joel, and he was told by his therapist to get a job. He needs to do this to work through some mental health challenges he's having. When he walks in and takes a job as a clerk at the Royal Video, Joel meets a cast of characters named after movie characters. They take on these personas, and he begins his journey as the store's Han Solo. It's a it's a completely fresh start for Joel. Um, his family has been in Michigan for a while, but he continues to think about the life he had in Virginia prior to this. And woven through the contemporary story is friendship, trust, and mental health, and we get to see little bits of this former life and what it is that brought Joel to this moment where he is right now, why he's in therapy and why it is he can't let go what happened in his old home. There's a ton of big issues in this book, particularly at this moment in time, but it remains contemporary in both scope and theme. So the book takes on homophobia as well as the toll that homophobia can have on somebody who is just coming to understand who they are and how it differs from the perceptions and beliefs that the closest people in their lives have to and toward and about them. Beware, this is a trigger warning, this book does talk about suicide and suicide ideation, And I think the part that makes it most worthy of putting that warning in there is that it's really authentic and painfully real for anybody who's ever experienced those situations. So there's this really brilliant Star Wars thread throughout. It's clever, as are tons of other pop cultural references. And this is something that I usually don't particularly like in a YA book because they date it. Or it feels like the author is sort of indulging in their own nostalgia. But in this book, it's not. It's a real slice of life moment and just captures this particular experience in the 90s and is really a look at how much has changed in the last 25, almost 30 years since. This is a great read for fans of The Miseducation of Cameron Post and... It also has a lot of humor in it, so it catches just the right amount of sarcasm with some really poignant moments throughout. And that is Baby and Solo by Lizbeth Postuma. And then the final book I wanted to highlight is the only one I haven't read yet, and it's on my radar to pick up. It's Walls by L.M. Elliott. It just came out this summer, and as much as I'm trying not to read book blurbs in podcasts, as well as to not include them at all when I'm writing about a book. I'm going to have to for this one because I can't better describe what it's about. Um, And simply noting that it's a book about the rise of the Berlin Wall and the Cold War doesn't quite capture how much is going on here, especially for readers like me who are not particularly versed in this moment in history. So here's the quote. This is what it's about. 
Drew is an Army brat, a hotshot athlete poised to be his high school star pitcher when he has to move for the sixth time in 15 years. This time to West Berlin, where American soldiers like his dad hold an outpost of democracy against communist Russia in Hitler's former capital. Meanwhile, in East Berlin, his cousin Matthias has grown up in the wreckage left by Allied bombing during World War II on streets ruled by the Communist Party's secret police. From opposing sides of the Cold War, Drew and Matthias begin to overcome the many ideological walls between them to become wary friends. They argue over the space race, capitalism, socialism, and even the American Civil Rights Movement, and they bond over rock and roll music that is outlawed in Matthias's part of the city. If Matthias is caught by the Stasi's neighborhood spies with records or books that Drew has given him, he will be sent to a work camp for, quote, re-education. At the same time, Drew's friendship with the East Berlin Jugend, who ardently spout communist dogma, raises suspicions about his family's loyalty to America. As the political situation around them gets all the more dire, Drew and Matthias's loyalty to their sector, countries, families, and each other will be tested in ways that could change their lives forever. The book is set in the years leading up to the rising of the Berlin Wall in August 1961, and it is packed with real-life photographs, headlines, and personalities of the time, bringing this vivid life to the heroic and tragic choices of the Cold War. So this, this book marries fiction. It's a fiction story, but it marries it with a bunch of non-fictional elements to give it even more punch and power and to really situate it in its context. So that is Walls by L.M. Elliot. Again, just came out this summer and it sounds like a really excellent read. So that's today's show. Three quick reviews of three recent books about recent history and you can check them all out in the show notes if you missed the title and thank y'all for tuning in and for our sponsor for making today's show possible you can follow me kelly jensen on instagram at hey kelly jensen as always thank you to jen zink our audio editor for making hey YA sound great and deleting all of the terrible pauses and stumbling in words that i so frequently make i appreciate it We'll see you all again next week for the main podcast. And until then, happy reading.